Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to be recording this in studio for the first time. I am I don't know how the audio is going to sound. I, I assume it will be way more crispy Hopefully. than what I usually do. But uh, I, I am, as you hear his voice on the other line, I am joined by a very special guest, somebody who... I was just on his radio show talking mostly Nuggets, but we touched on some Broncos. So, kind of in uh, kind of in advance of this Thursday night football game, I'm joined today by Anil Apiro over at Mile High Sports. Anil, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm trying to think of something other than good that I could say, but <laughs> you know, here we go. We just did the radio show together, so that was fun, and uh, away we go. But you, you've brought me on to do the gambling, which I'm definitely excited about. I could talk general basketball as much as you want as well, but you know, the gambling is definitely, uh, you know, gets me going. Absolutely, I knew that there was nobody I could have, no other person that I could have to do this particular podcast than my friend Danilo. He is one of the gamblers extraordinaire over at Mile High Sports here. He has helped me line up various things that I need to do on the NBA side. And I actually approached him with this one. He he didn't approach me. I wanted to cover the NBA over-unders and Mm. the win totals that are about to, that are, I mean, they're going to go final here pretty soon because the season is about to start. But there's an opportunity over at Superbook Sports. That's where I pulled all of these win totals so that everybody can go bet the over, bet the under, on specific teams if you're interested in making a buck or two. Uh, I do think that I have a pretty good feeling on some of these totals, and I'm interested in hearing what Anilo has to say on the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. He is a good background information for all of the NBA and just kind of understanding what other teams are kind of getting into with this. I'm excited to go forth with this, and we should have plenty of fun. Anilo, are you excited? Oh, I'm ready, man, and I'm excited because it's futures. If I'm going to be honest with you, my game-to-game betting in the NBA, like I've still got to like learn a little bit of a system, right? I've got some different thought processes and systems with Major League Baseball, the football, right. uh, the hockey as well. The NBA is the one sport that I've had a little difficulty with on a game-by-game basis. However, when it comes to the futures, uh, that is something that I certainly like, and I guess I should out myself right now. I bet the Warriors to win the NBA Finals at halftime of Game 1 against the Nuggets in the playoffs. <laughs> I had seen enough... <laughs> Uh, I believe I got them at plus 750 uh, right around there. And I maybe it was just the disgruntled, you know, nauseation that I had with the, the way that the Nuggets were playing. But I just something about Golden State was playing in the middle of that game. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, we shared I talked about it on the radio show how I'm not a big fan of Phoenix. Yeah. And I felt like Phoenix was the only other team in the Western Conference that would stop them from getting to the finals. Uh, so future bet there as well. Uh, not before the season. But, yeah, in the middle of that game one, I uh, I definitely put some money on the Warriors to win the finals. I'd seen enough. I, I think everybody did. To be honest, that was a that was what a time. Jordan yeah. Poole, man, he's uh, now he's, he's fighting with Draymond. Now, now he's fighting Dre, and that's uh, that's that's where that's where we will leave that particular conversation. But for now, Anila, are you ready to get into some of these win totals for these teams? Let's get it, my man. We're going to go alphabetical. We're going to start in the Eastern Conference. Then second segment will go West. Maybe if we have some time left over, we will do some other stuff. But for now, let's start with Atlanta. I'm using all of the totals mm. over at Superbook, uh, so everybody download the Superbook app. I will make sure to do a read in the middle of this as well. But Atlanta, 46.5 wins. Last year they were at 43. They traded for DeJounte Murray in the offseason, got a little bit better. But 46.5 is a tough one. Do you think that they can go over? 
I think they could, and you know, I think a lot of it comes down to your opinion of Trey Lance, or not Trey Lance. I'm still in football mode. <laughs> Trey Young, excuse me. Um, I, I think you know, after the little magic carpet ride that they got on the year prior, you know, I think they were due for some regression last year, and obviously we saw that. But you know, I'm a big Dejounte Murray fan. I think he's a nice player. I was a little surprised San Antonio decided to get off him, uh, but you know, I think looking at the Eastern Conference too, like Atlanta last year finished. You said their total is what forty five and a half. It's forty six. Forty six and a half. So yeah. they finished with forty three wins last year. Uh, forty three. 39 good for the eight seed here and you know you just have to look at the rest of the conference as well right like they should be able to take care of business against teams like orlando detroit indiana rather consistently when they come up on the schedule and then i look at the teams ahead of them and this will be a common theme so i'm using the hawks as kind of the general you know set the bar here sure uh but it's like look at the eastern conference like i think Toronto's going to be right around the same they won 48 games philly milwaukee boston i don't know what boston's going to be this year to be honest with you just with the, it's a tough the coaching situation but i look at a team like chicago Right, that won 46 games last year. That's above them in the standings. And I don't know. I think this Atlanta Hawks team can certainly play up to the level where they can be a 47, 48 win team. Uh, not much margin for error in that sense. I think if you bet the over here, uh, you know, it, obviously you got to feel pretty strong. But I mean, Dejounte Murray, Trey Young, some of the other young players they've got. I, I mean, they're a good team on paper. So to sort of spoil it here, I have nine overs Ooh. in the East. Wow. And nine unders in the West. Ooh. So. This is going to be a tough one where the East is actually better, I think, than a lot of people give them credit. And the top of the West is going to be really good, but they're also kind of cannibalizing themselves. And some of these other teams, they're going to be cannibalizing their win totals as well. With the East, though, Atlanta, I have a hard time. Like, I think the downside scenarios with them, if it doesn't quite work with Trey Young, if it doesn't quite work with DeJounte Murray... I would be going under on this one in particular, mm. but this is not a play for me. I will be going yeah. through some of these where it is a play, where people should be really getting in on this, but I don't think that this is a play. I think that they could easily go over on this, but I feel more comfortable with the under. I, I think I tend to agree with you as well, and it's one of those that I would probably just pass in general. I mean, sometimes the best bets to make are the ones that you don't. Sure. Um, and it, I'm big, you know, bet smarter, not harder, right? Just because there's, you know, 30-plus futures to bet on every year doesn't mean you got to play an over and under on each one. And I guess my general lean, I think they have the potential to go over, but I wouldn't feel confident laying a good chunk of change on this for a season-long bet. Let's move to Boston here. 53-and-a-half mm. is their total. They won 51 games last year, but they looked like a completely different team in basically the second half of the season after they figured some things out. Obviously, they've gone through some internal turmoil. Robert Williams is now hurt. Uh, they, he's, he's had surgery. He's going to be out for a while. Uh, it looks like Ime Adoka. He's been suspended for the entire year. They already lost Danilo Gallinari for the entire year. This is a this is a tough one for me because I I think the fifty three and a half it's one of the largest it's one of the highest numbers on the board. There is probably more downside scenarios for this one than upside scenarios, so I would personally lean under. Me too. I just think there's too many wild card factors with this Celtics team right now. You don't know what the coach is going to look like. Uh, you don't know how this team is going to respond to the situation with Adoka, and I, I just don't know. Like it's just that's a scary number already, even with a team that would have their head coach and would be fully healthy. Uh, when you take that out, and you know you kind of put a little madness in the mix in regards to the unknown common uh, with the coaching staff and how the players will kind of rally around the new interim head coach I, I just I can't really look any other way but the under it's an under a pass for me with the Celts let's move to Brooklyn here mm. 50 and a half that's a tough one given where they were last year they won 44 games last year Brooklyn they're the I think the odds makers are kind of expecting them to work in Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving's going to play a little bit more Kevin Durant's probably going to play a little bit more than he did last season 
I'm very curious to get your take on this one. Would you lean over or under for Brooklyn? I don't know. I'd probably lean over, honestly. Mm. And I know it's a big okay. number. I And I'm not even like that big of a KD guy. But I, I like maybe just the contrarian in me a little bit. And it's not a contrarian pick to pick the over here. But I like backing teams that struggled last year. Right, and I think that Brooklyn struggles. I think KD is going to come out here motivated. I think he's going to be pissed after the you know the lack of a trade, which is weird in the first place. I think he's locked in. I think Ben Simmons. I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen there, but I mean, you put Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next to each other, and you add Ben Simmons, you can grab boards and have the putbacks go in. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. And I think while the Eastern Conference is solid, you know, I think this can be an upper echelon 51, 52 potential fifty three win team with the Heat winning fifty three last year. Again, like the Celtics, so I think there's a lot that can go wrong, and if it goes wrong, you know, that's going to be a pipe dream. But there's a little part inside of me that thinks, you know, Steve Nash, they're tired of the noise, they're tired of the bullshit. Uh, we're on the podcast, so I could say stuff like that. Sure. But it's one of those situations where if I were to take a flyer on a team with a high total and play over, it'd probably be Brooklyn. Currently losing 45-31 to 31 in nice. the second quarter to the Miami Heat. Uh, with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons playing. I know that. So should be a lot of fun. We'll get to see that. I would personally lean under, mm. although I've projected all of my win totals for these teams trying to do everything. I've 46.5 for Atlanta. I projected 46. 53.5 for Boston. I projected 52. Brooklyn, 50.5. I projected 50. These are all pretty They're good close. lines. These are all that I wouldn't necessarily play. But this next one, I would play. The Charlotte Hornets. 35.5 over under. Last year, they won 43 games over or under. This comes down to do you think Charlotte was an anomaly or do they have something here? I This is one that I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I probably haven't watched a ton of Charlotte Hornets basketball in my life, but I do love me some LaMelo Ball, if I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a big LaMelo Ball fan. What did you say it was, 34.5? 35.5. That seems excruciatingly now, low. Let me let me reiterate that they don't have miles bridges this year right and that's important here as well i don't know man i i think it's a little like the number alone based off the success that they had last year makes me want to play the over but there's a lot of young moving parts on this team which makes me slightly lean towards the under to me this is an underplay this is one of those where you're gonna you're gonna have to bet against this team because the downside scenarios for this group yeah. are so low. It is not good. Yeah. Like I can definitely see Charlotte really struggling out of the gate because they just don't have a lot around Lamella Ball and the rest of the, like the rest of their team is Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, <laughs> PJ Washington, and Mason Plumley as the starting oh, center. Oh, Plum Dog Millionaire. Like Plum Dog Millionaire, baby. But like I just don't see that, and especially with the bench that they have as a really viable group. I think that this is going to be an underplay for me. Like I have them projected at 30 wins because I think that they're a team that could lose pretty early out of the gate and then probably trade some of their pieces. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. And I think maybe they overachieved a little bit last year, right? I think they're down, they're due for some natural regression. Now I, that's one of those spots though, where the number kind of confused, not confused me, but it's like they won 40 plus you're telling me that their total is back now in the mid-30s, right? That's a big discrepancy. So I think the number could be confusing to some people out there, but I think your your thought process is spot on. I think the downside outweighs the upside with this team. rest of the East got better. Like I, yeah, I exactly. That's a big that, part. Like, New York, who's behind them, got better. I think Indiana got worse, but Detroit and Orlando definitely got better with some of the moves that they made this offseason. Like, I think that this is going to be a tougher East, and so I'm naturally going to be a little bit more pessimistic on a team yep. like them. No, I agree. Now, Chicago. Oof. 
Chicago's a tough one for me, and I was initially going to go under on them. They won 46 games last year. Their win total this year is 42 and a half. I have them projected at 43 wins because I couldn't quite do it. I couldn't do it. So I would technically take the over, but I would definitely stay away. This is why Vegas is so good. So good. I mean, for example, I bet the Rockies over 68 and a half wins. They finished with exactly 68. So I lost my bet, which was annoying. <laughs> but it's they like... They didn't push? No. Oh, 60 man. and a half. Oh, That's the thing. Yeah. Yes. See, yeah, I was, I'm thinking of the, the mid numbers that we've got on this yeah. one for whatever reason, but... It's uh, it's frustrating, and this is one of those ones where uh, you could say over and make a strong case. You could say under and make a strong case, yeah. right? Lonzo Ball, will he even play this year? I mean, that's a big question as well. Will DeMar DeRozan play like an MVP you know, for like a two-month stretch like he did you know, in a sense last year? A year older, Eastern Conference got better, right? Not having Lonzo Ball. It's one of those things that like I, I'm going to agree with you because you know a hell of a lot more about basketball than I do in a national sense, and if you think they're right around 43 wins – that's a good number, and it's just one of those coin toss bets. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think the the upside with this team is there. The question is, can they stay healthy for long enough? Now, Nikola Vucevic last year was not very good. Yeah, maybe they get some increase in production there. And they, they could probably improve uh, uh, at that particular position, but DeMar DeRozan was fantastic, and I don't think they're going to get a season like what he had like, ever again. So it's going to have to come from something. They added Goran Dragic, they added... Andre Drummond, among other guys. They should get back Alex Caruso and have him play basically a full season. So it's going to be fascinating. That's that's one that I would definitely stay away from because they just strike me as – you see all these teams like in the previous standings. Uh, Brooklyn won – like everybody's kind of around 41, 42, 43 wins right at that, that midpoint there. So I kind of think it's going to be around the same this, this year as well. Um, let's go to Cleveland. Mm, Believeland. Believeland. They traded for Donovan Mitchell. Their line is 47 and a half. They won only 44 games last year. Uh, they lost both of their play-in games. Uh, so it actually uh, was a, a 44 and – no, it, it was 44 and 38. But they were on their way before Jared Allen got hurt at the end of the season. Donovan Mitchell is now in their uniform. Yeah. I think this is an easy over to me. Easy, you say? Yeah. It's at not that quite, number? It's not quite overplay because there are some downside scenarios. Like they have – they have four guys that they're really heavily relying upon, and if you miss one or two of them for prolonged periods yeah. of time, then they don't have enough depth around that group to really flourish. But I do think that they have the talent. Like That's that's four all-star caliber players that they have in Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Interesting. I'm trying to see here. I, I saw some different... I don't think this, yeah, no Cavaliers thoughts here. They're a nice team, though. I just I saw a tweet earlier with people that were most bets on overs and unders for teams. I thought Cleveland might be in the mix there. Mm. Um, it's it's interesting. You know, I, I think I like Cleveland. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're sure. a very popular team, in my opinion. I love that they went aggressive for Donovan Mitchell. I believe, isn't Cleveland's win total higher than the Lakers? Oh, of course it and, is. And that's that's <laughs> something right there. I, I mean, you know, when you, you factor in the LeBron James dynamic, I'll go over to. I mean, like, I, I like to back good teams that have some good mojo, some good juju for them. And obviously, we know that they were one of the more uh, surprising teams, probably the most surprising team in the NBA last year. I like the over here, man. It's one of those situations where, you know, I, I, I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. I think he's going to fit well with guys like Jared Allen and some of the other young players that they've got, too. They're going to be they're a league pass team for sure. That's one that you're going to have on front and center. 
I really like what they've done. Mm-hmm. I think that they make a lot of sense. They're also one of those teams that they're going to have a good 48 minutes, which is somewhat rare with, with some of these, even top teams, because they have the staggering yeah. potential with all four of those guys, honestly. Like, you yep. can pair one of those guards with one of those bigs and be really good all the time. That's a that's a really fun thing. I found the tweet I was looking for. It's mm. from our good friend Hardware Paroxysm, also oh. known as Matt Moore on Twitter, at HP Basketball. Uh, he quoted it earlier. There's some movement here. So the open for Cleveland, and this is where it gets interesting, though. It opened 42.5, right? So you feel a lot better if you have him at 42.5 instead of 46.5. So that's a lot. On the flip side here, the team that lost Jonathan Mitchell, uh, the Utah Jazz, they opened 32.5, now down to 25.5. And, and Matt Moore on Twitter writes, that's a four-win move on Donovan Mitchell and a seven and a half point move on Mitchell and Bogdanovich leaving Utah. The Gobert loss was already factored in. It is interesting, you know, when you look at how these numbers have moved. Hundred percent. I, I can definitely see. I could definitely see staying away from this one because the line has just moved so much. But I, I just believe in their group, so it's hard yeah. to it's hard to get away from that for sure. Uh, let's move to Detroit, though. This is a tough one. Twenty nine and a half. They won only twenty three games last mm. year. Boyan Bogdanovich was their main right. addition in terms of players that are going to play and help the team. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran were two rookies that they drafted. Ivey they really like, but Cade Cunningham is really the guy who you're betting on here. Do you believe in him as a future star? Do you believe in him as one of those guys that can really carry a team? He looked really good at the end of last season, but he also started the year pretty poorly. Yeah, and I'm not going to put my shekels on banking on Cade Cunningham. That's just kind of where I'm at. As as much as I like them, sure, it's just like the team around them. I'm just I don't know. They're actually a pretty popular team. Like I feel like in regards to like they've got some good young players. Like they drafted pretty well. It seems like by most accounts from people on NBA Twitter. I don't know though, man. Like Detroit's just one of those teams. It's like the Detroit Lions. You know, same city in the NFL. It's like I gotta believe it before I see. You know, I gotta see it in order to believe it in that right. in that sense. So that's a tough one for me. Although there'll be a fun team to watch. That's the one thing I get excited about. Absolutely, and, and you, you just want that with those young teams. You want them to be absolutely watchable, and they honestly could default to that where they are more watchable than they are competent. Yeah. But I still have the over. I think they're going to go over this, and it wouldn't surprise me if, like, I have them at 31 wins. wouldn't surprise me if they go even higher than that. Uh, which one do you have? I think I'd go, man, I think I'd go under still. Yeah, I think I would. That's okay. Like I, I think I would. I just haven't seen enough, and yeah. I also like don't want to agree with you on everything. So that's part of it too. Is like I feel like for conversation's sake, like especially like these aren't ones that I'm going to be betting all the time. So let's spice it up, shall we? Let's move to Indiana. Ooh, that's Indiana. a weird team. Should have had DeAndre Eaton. This is a a flat one where you've got the over under is set at twenty three even. That is so. Is that the lowest in the NBA? It's the second lowest to the San Antonio Spurs at 22 and a half. Wow. This, how the mighty have fallen. Hey, man. Victor Wembanyama is right around the corner. You think that's what Pop is sticking out for? <laughs> well, I, I I don't think that's the reason, but it's it's certainly not that bad. Yeah. Not so a bad consolation prize. Indiana, though, man. Jeez. Like it's so low though that you can almost get away with playing the under or the over because it's just so low. Like you're, that's where I'm at. You're naturally gonna win. Yeah. What's the worst season anybody's had? What What did the Warriors go in that season in between? Oh well, Philly when they when they were yeah. tanking super hard. I think it was the fourteen fifteen season. It yeah. might have been fifteen sixteen. 
They won 10, they were 10 and 72 or 11 and 71 or something. And that's as bad as it gets. Yeah. Like, I think Indiana, they still got Rick Carlisle, if I remember correctly. They still got Rick Carlisle. So, you got Um, the coaching. They still have Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Yeah. Have not traded them to the Lakers just yet. Maybe soon. I'll go over. And and that's more so a principal thing for me of the numbers way too low. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the equivalent of like playing the Rockies over 67 and a half, 68 and a half. It didn't work out for me personally, but it's just like you're bound to win games. Like you're not going to go winless. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're probably going to, you know, back yourself into 15, 20 wins. Maybe right. not that many. Call it 10, 10 wins that you can kind of steal, right? But then you're going to show up a couple nights or you're going to get a team that's not on in their own right. You're going to be able to figure out a way to steal a few games here or there. Let's rapid fire through this one. Uh, We've got Miami. Mm. Their over-under is at 49.5. Heat culture. This is one that I would play, and I would go under. I'm curious. Why would you go under? I know you want to rapid fire, but... So, because they just lost P.J. Tucker. They lost them to the Philadelphia 76ers. And while that's probably more of a playoff thing... You got Udonis Haslam. Yeah, because Udonis (laughs) is going to play. Like, let's be honest. No, they they just do not have enough forwards on that team. They They just don't have enough bodies for me to really trust them where you've got Jimmy Butler who has had injury issues. Bam Adebayo has had injury issues in the past. I do think that this is a team that they're good. Don't get me wrong, but the rest of the East is really good too. And they've, you've got a lot of teams that some of these games are just not going to be easy anymore. So I think that they're probably going to go under. This is one where I have them at 46 wins personally, which is really mm. low compared to where yeah. they probably should be, but they won they were they won uh, fifty three last year, but they won forty eight, I think, the year before. So it's not it's not outlandish to say that they kind of dropped back to around there. I can't believe they paid Tyler Hero as much as they did. To a lot be of honest money. with you, yeah, I, I think I'd go under here. And the Heat are always an interesting over bet to take a look at, just because they're a well seasoned team, right? They're coached well, philosophies are intact. You know, they're they're one of those teams like they're they're going to win systematically as opposed mm-hmm. to with players all the time. And like I love Jimmy Butler and I love them too. But I think mm, it's a little steep for me. I think they, I like to bet on not always, but I lean towards unders on teams that had a really good seasons, right? And I look sure. at Miami last year. What fifty-one wins was it, if I remember correctly? Fifty-three. Wow. I I, I mean that that they're gonna they're due for some natural regression. Yes. So I lean towards the under. Milwaukee at fifty-two and a half. Mm. That's a high it's number. So tight. You can be like you can have an argument either way. They won fifty-one last year. Mm. And they didn't have Brooke Lopez for basically the entire year. This is one where I think you're betting on the championship pedigree. Yeah. I would personally go over because I think they're about to have a really strong season. But it wouldn't surprise me if they rested those guys throughout the year and then just weren't as good. I just think that their roster is better than it was last year. Yeah, and and there seems to be a little bit of that calm energy of like we are, we know who we are, right? They're off the championship high. Yeah. Like they're going to be locked in there. They're craving that that taste again right and Giannis is Giannis I mean the guy is and he's you know he's gonna have his role players back which you alluded to um who's the other one uh, Chris Middleton right Chris Middleton I, and I Drew mean, Holiday exactly guys that missed you know sometimes middle in Middleton's case missed a, a chunk of time you know over the course of last season as well so and we know that Middleton you know not 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 he's nowhere near as important as Giannis but he is one of those guys that when he is playing and when he is healthy is the difference maker right because it's with Giannis and Drew and Middleton right with Brooke Lopez it does a lot for the overall complexion of the team so I think I think they're going to be healthy. I think they're going to be ready to go. Do I feel confident in saying I like the over? Probably not. But at the end of the day, too, you got to think of it this way. If they can get to 50-51, you can hedge. 
Right? Like, I mean, and that's where I mistakenly, like, Nate came over. I blame Nate that I didn't get to hedge my Rockies <laughs> bet because the game started at 2 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, and he started chatting to me, and I got lost in the sauce with the conversation, so I didn't get sure. to hedge, uh, which is stupid. But at the end of the day, like, if they get to 51-52 or right around the cusp of the over, you could always hedge it, too. No, 100%. This is, this is one where it could definitely change right at the end of the season when they're starting to rest, guys. I just think that they're going to be fantastic. This is one of those where I definitely would bet on the culture. I definitely bet on... They probably thought that they lost a championship opportunity yeah. last year, even like to defend their title. And now they're going to really come out with a vengeance. That would be my personal decision for them. Uh, New York. New York is our next one. Oh, New York. Team, baby. Oh, man. 38 and a half is the number. How do you not play a New York Knicks under in a season where they're hyped? I don't know. You like them on the over is what I, don't I know. I'm split. The Knicks are like one of those teams, like, believe me, as somebody who grew up rooting for them, and they just always figure out a way to screw it up, man. And, and I know they made some nice signings. They re-signed R.J. Barrett. You know, they've got some talent. But I don't. I just, I, it's a low number, though. I will say that. It is a low number. I was surprised when I saw it that low because usually you see these uh, yeah, maybe large we have markets where, where they, they're sort of, kind of risen up they've ballooned a little bit because the public got, love and all that they've got a lot of folks that will bet on it i think that this is a number that i would bet i would bet the over i wouldn't necessarily play it because there is still some downside but isaiah hartenstein's really good Brunson's and he's not even nice. talked about in terms of hey the, we know him additions. oh yeah yeah hartenstein like he's hartenstein. fantastic he's, he's just a really really solid center and that sort of just raises your floor so i think that they're probably going to win 40 games yeah, I, I think what'd you say it was? Thirty four and a half? Thirty eight. Thirty eight and a half? Yeah. I think they're a four, I think they can be a forty one team. Like my initial gut reaction as you saw was under. Just like nothing sure. good happens to the sure. Knicks, right? Like it's just under, 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 bet against them, whatever it might be. But it does seem like they've got a little bit of a foundation laid. Yeah. Like, right? And I know that Dolan is a, a an interesting owner to say the least, but and you know, the Knicks fans disappointed about, you know, not getting Donovan Mitchell in the offseason, but at the end of the day, I love the addition of Jalen Brunson. I think they maybe overpaid him a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a solid addition next to an R.J. Barrett who's a year older. Put some respect on Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, and company too. Uh, I th- they'll be a fun team. That's another league pass team for me. Orlando Magic are oh, at gosh. 27 flat. So not 27.5, not 26.5, 27 flat. That's a tough one because like, <sighs> I think it's easy for everybody to just say under, but I do think that this is a team – that has some talents that has kind of missed a lot of time. If you get that talent back and then some of the younger talent grows, they could make this look pretty foolish. Do you think that's going to happen, though? I like Kyle Bancaro. I like him a lot. But who else does he have? So it, it's it, it's interesting. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Franz Wagner was really good last year. Wendell Carter's already a, a good quality starting center. Jalen Suggs was horrible last year. Is it going to be yeah. as bad? No, of course not. And Cole Anthony is going to take another step forward. That would be the the hope. Uh, but they have Markel Fultz coming back as well. That's somebody that yeah. I would definitely have an eye on as, hey, this guy's actually pretty dynamic, pretty good. And, hey, they've got the legend, Bull Bull. Oh, uh, Bull Bull. I was holding out hope for so long that he would pan <laughs> out here in Denver. I knew it was never going to happen. They're a fun team, though. Like I'm looking at the roster. Like You're right here, man. Like It's just one of those, Like you know they're going to have some disgusting 25-point losses. Sure. But they're also probably going to be able you know, to put together a couple of nice, impressive wins that maybe they could steal. I will still go under here 
just because, like I said, I got to see it to believe it with this team. And as much as I think Banchero is a nice prospect, Franz Wagner, the Franz Wagner, the way that he ended the season last year as well, I think that's interesting. But I, I, it's the magic. I like you know what I'm saying. So like I understand. That, that's kind of my lean on that one. But I mean, would I be surprised if they went over? Probably not. It's just like if there's a team that is good at shooting themselves in the foot and playing bad basketball recent times, it's been Orlando. Literally, because they they just very much love to get hurt. That's, yes, that's their, exactly. That's their team a great mentality point. and philosophy. So hopefully they don't have that happen this year. Uh, Philadelphia. Mm. Philadelphia 76ers, 51 and a half. Everybody is very excited about Philly this year. Yes, they I feel are. like they have completed their roster, at least in a way. James Harden trying to get back to being the player he was. Tyrese Maxey taking a step forward. Joel Embiid still being healthy. What do you think? Under. <laughs> no, no, no Sixers. I can't get behind anything that involves the Sixers achieving anything of substance. Uh, under, I'm not a James Harden guy. I'll come right out there and say, I mean, I don't know. James Harden is definitely good enough to get them the regular season win, so maybe they do hit their over. But come postseason time, they're not even going to come close to sniffing an NBA final. I'll go. Uh, it's tough because it's like I might. You could tell. Like I yeah. don't want them to succeed, but. The nature of the NBA schedule sometimes will allow that, regardless of you know the consistent dedication, whether or there it's not. I also like, and I'm not trying to jinx this or bring this upon anybody. Joel Embiid has been like unnormally healthy for him through his NBA career through yeah. the last couple of seasons, and I'm not trying to say I want him, to, I don't want him to get hurt. The NBA is way better with Joel Embiid, but like at, at some point, you wonder if maybe he's grown and you know gotten a lot stronger as a player. But it's like if he if they lose Joel Embiid for any imagine or you know any serious portion of the season. That's going to hurt them. I'll go under here, man. It's just, like I said, maybe a little personal vendetta against Philly. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't understand how James, like, are we going to just believe that James Harden's all of a sudden in a good mood and wants to play hard every night? I, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I do think that he wants to turn things around. But he also has a guy in Tyrese Maxey who you probably don't have to be great every night if you're James Harden. You just have to be That's good true. most That's true. nights and then great on some of them. That's true. Uh, I would go over just because I, I think that they have the potential to go even higher than mm. like 53, which is where I have really? them projected. Wow. But uh, they're going to be a wins machine, I think. Yeah, and and you're probably right. I'm just not going <laughs> to on the record admit that. That's okay. Uh, two more in the East <laughs> before we take a break. Toronto Ooh. at 47 flat. What's your first impression there? Toronto is like the most interesting team to me of like the relative contenders in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like I love the talent they have on that roster. Love the coach. Love uh the front office as well, of course, with the Nuggets connection. They're one of those teams that just seems like they're kind of well put together. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, sure. and you know, they got some lesser known players that maybe aren't as sexy as some of the big superstars in the NBA, but they seem like a well put together team built on the foundation of team first to a degree. I'll go with the over. Those are the teams that I like to back personally. This is an over for me, and I would play this. Okay. I have Sound them confident. winning about 50 games. Yep. I initially had some concerns about how they would all fit together, but honestly, they all just they all play the position of basketball player. They're the team that you just have. Like it's it's the the analytics dream of six six to six ten guys, right. all switchable, all defensive minded. They're all gonna be capable. I can definitely see them being successful by just playing that style and playing that game. It's it's a tough one for teams to match up with during the regular season. And now if you believe it's Scotty Barnes, I, I think that there, there's They some, weren't there's trading some, him for anybody. Yeah, not not Kevin Durant, not nobody. Uh, 
That's a that's one where I would definitely be excited if I were a Raptors fan, and I would definitely go over. Yeah, I think I agree. I just think they're a well put together team. I think they're well coached across the board. They'll have fans back in the stands, I, I believe, as well out there. So that'll play an impact with the home court. Last one here, Washington Wizards. Oh gosh, old this, pals over there though. Yeah, the old pals for sure. Thirty five and a half. Mm. They won thirty five games last year. What do you think? It's a great question. I'll give you I a hint. I'm gonna go under. And I'm gonna play it. Okay, that would I, be that would be my play. If that's your play, I gotta go with you too because it's like I'm trying to think how they get better, right? And I'm not sure I can see a glary as much as I love Will Barton and Monte Morris. Like I don't think that they're gonna be difference makers in regards to wins and losses, right? I'm gonna yeah. go. I, I'd have to kind of lean towards the under. It's frustrating because like at 35 and a half, right? I mean, they get they could win 36, they yeah. could win 37. I don't think they'll win 40, but I think it's more likely they win. 32, 33, right around there. I think their defense is going to be horrible. I think that by trading for Monte and Will Barton, those guys are, like, Monte's going to start. I think Will's going to come off the bench, but they just do not have enough defensive talent around Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, guys like that. Like, Kuzma's fine in his own right. Porzingis is fine in his own right. I just don't believe in Bradley Beal right now. I think he's one of those guys that is going to be a 30-plus point-per-game guy on a bad team. And that's just what I see this team as. Like, they could win 33 games. I have them projected at 30. I think that they're going to lose, and I think they're going to trade away some vets. Under. Why does Bradley Beal want to stay there? Hey, man. You get I know he's no getting a bag, clause, but. Full bag. You get to just live your life. That's No but, pressure at all. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think, like, and it's nothing against him at all. But it's like, I think Bradley Beal is like, I'm cool not winning a championship or not contending. I'm going to get my bag. I'm going to play my career. I'm going to be in the same city. And Clearly he's okay not yeah, winning a title. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, it's like I, I, that's how I think of the Chris Bryant signing for the Rockies. Like I think mm. Bryant was just like, I'll take a bag, go play in a low-pressure market in Colorado and ride off into the sunset. It's interesting. So that's the East. Uh, I had five, or I, had, I had nine overs, six unders in that, but I'll, I like to play the unders more than I like Me to play too. the overs. I'm, I'm an unders better for the most yeah. part. It's just hard because, like, you know you're going to win games you shouldn't. You're also probably going to lose games you shouldn't. But it just seems like there's always those random games that, like, teams come back in or teams blow these leads that I always, you know, you it seems like, you know, the good teams, the lucky teams, you get a win or two more than they should, and that could push them over sometimes. 100%. So let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss the Western Conference. But first, everybody, football is back. I'm currently watching Thursday Night Football outside of this window. Nobody, folks, is more excited than your friends at Superbook Sports. They've helped us hook up on these over-under odds for all of these win totals. The app is fantastic. They're bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. Now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the podcast, as always. If you can, it'd be awesome if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the program. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts, all of those platforms. 
fantastic to give you an opportunity to listen to my sweet voice. <laughs> Very joined, sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Joined by Neil Apiro on the other end here. We're recording in studio. This is my first time doing it. Hopefully the mic sounds really, really good, really, really crispy. Uh, very excited to talk to Anil about the Western Conference now. The West is the best, they say. West is the best, and, and there's a lot here. Although I will say I had nine unders in the West Ooh. and only six overs, one of them being a team near and dear to our hearts. Should be Ooh, a lot of fun. I am interested. So we're still going to go alphabetical order, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil that one pretty quickly here. But first we're going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. 49 flat is the over-under for Dallas. Here's what they did last year. 52 wins. They lost Jalen Brunson, replaced him with Christian Wood, JaVale McGee. They're going to get back Tim Hardaway Jr., I guess. Yeah. So, like, Christian Wood's interesting. Yeah, they're, they're interesting players, but it's clearly a, a lot of role players around Luka Doncic. Yep. How do you feel about it? It's so t- 49, like Vegas. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I mean, you're so good at this crap. It's like. They're in the 48 to 50 range, like in my head. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's what makes it so tough because they're right on the number. They're going to win some games. I, I I mean, Luka Doncic once again is the betting favorite to win MVP. That's been now the case three years in a row preseason wise. <sighs> Man, this is a really tough one off the top. I'll say over simply for the fact that I think Luka is that guy. I know they didn't necessarily they lose some steps here in Jalen Brunson. It's not a strong lean whatsoever. Like I said, I, I see them 58 or 48, 49, 50. I can just see them get I can see them finishing 49 or 50. I'll play the over simply because I think Luke is that guy. So I'm gonna go under. Okay. This isn't a play for me because I do yeah, think neither they have, is it like a... Luca, how do you how do you bet against Luca? It's exactly. really, really hard. Uh, but here's what I will say. Here are his game totals for each of the last four seasons. Seventy two. Good. 61, 66, 65. So you know mm. you're probably going to get mid-60s is what I would say in terms of games that Luka's That's going to play. That's a great point. And so you're going to have 15 to 17 games point. that he's not going to play, and I just don't know if they have the personnel to really win a bunch of those games. So if you're already starting from, like, let's say, a 3-12 and 12 or 5-10 and 10 deficit on those games, you got to win at a really high rate hmm. in the ones that he does hmm. play. So I have them at 47 wins, and I would go under, but it's tough. It's it's a tough one. He's so good. You're fa- I didn't think of that, honestly, when I was kind of – like I always just think of like Louis Doncic is an otherworldly player, but I forget how the injuries have kind of affected him over the course of his career. And it's not even that bad. Like this, yeah. this one where you don't necessarily think, okay, he's an injury-prone player because he's not. Right. But like he gets nicked up. He has Yeah, exactly. So you got to take a game often. or two off at a time. It's tough. Yeah, I, it's not a play for me. I I would kind of lean towards the over because I think that there's a breakout, like overachieving type of season on the horizon for Dallas, and I wonder if you know now that Luca is essentially the son, the center point of this team completely. I wonder if that may maybe that lines up for this year. But I like your thought process on the under. Let's move to Denver, our team, our hometown team. Yeah, this is a tough line because this is juiced for being in kind of in the Nuggets market mm-hmm. here. Fifty-two flat. Jesus is the number. 52 flat. It's one of the highest numbers out there. You know, you've got Golden State, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Suns, you've got the Celtics. Yep. And then you've got Milwaukee. Those are the only numbers that are higher than what Denver's is, which is the the sixth in the entire NBA. I would still go over, and I would probably still play it because I feel very comfortable in what the Nuggets are going to do. 
but I understand if people didn't want to play it at this number, I could definitely see you yeah, just just seeing if there are some other apps out there that that might have a just just better odds, of and or maybe you you wait for this number to go down if it ever does go down. Over, let's Over, go, baby. baby. Let's go. Like like here, because here's the thing: if they play like we know they can when they are healthy, they can be like a 55 win team. Like yeah. they can be. Will they be? I'm not so sure. And look, this is my optimism. This is my you know. You know, having fun with the take and what I'm not going to be a poo pooer sure. and say under. I mean, there's a lot of negativity in this market too. Like, there's a lot of dare I say old heads that just don't under, that are mm. not bought into the Jokic ball that are not bought in to some of the dynamics. They don't like Michael Malone's coaching style enough. The NBA is just such a different league compared to the other sports. You have to look at it in a different light. If this Nuggets team can stay healthy, if Nikola Jokic can play like an MVP, which I think he can, and I'm you know there's no concern over this risk right now, but let's hope that that remains the case. They're going to win 52, 53, 54 games, right? I mean, I, I, is it out of the realm to say that they can win the West? No, they could, they could win the West. They could win 60 games. They could. Like, I have, I have zero doubt that they could. And honestly, the way that they're handling Michael Porter and Jamal Murray, I think those guys are going to play more and play more often than people think. And if that means that they're each playing upwards of 65 games as mm-hmm. opposed to Maybe the number where people thought they might be like a 55, a 60 or so. Like if they play 65 to 70 games and Jokic is going to do what he does, then I think yeah. you're going to be like everybody's going to be very surprised when, or maybe they shouldn't be surprised when Denver wins 55, 56, 57 games. They could set a franchise record and get to 58. I have no doubt. And I, I think, you know, if this Nuggets team can play up to the level in which we know they can, right? If Malone gets these guys to buy in on defense. And I mean, you know, I think getting rid of guys like Monte Morris and Will Barton, while it hurts, right? You trade that out for some really solid role players, some 3 and D players, you know, that can hopefully help push this team over the hump. And look, like I said, there's probably a little bit of hometown bias in the words here. But at the end of the day, I think this Nuggets team is damn good. And, and I think they have the potential to be one of, if not the best team in the NBA this season, if they can stay healthy. And like I said, call it local bias if you want to. And I know it's a steep number, and I know it's a homer play, whatever it might be. But if this team leads up to the potential that they can, they'll hit the over. Let's move to the Golden State Warriors. 52.5 is the number. Mm. That's a tough one because they were at a pretty similar place last year at 53. And every like it didn't all go right for them last year. That Actually, that it didn't really go all go right because they missed out on Clay for half of the year, missed out on Draymond yep. for a large section of the year, missed out on Steph. And yet I still have a hard time going over on this. Matt Moore at Nuggets Media Day told me, and I forget the exact number, and if he's listening, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to misquote you. So let's think about this as more of a a, uh, school of thought as opposed to a concrete take. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Warriors did their training camp overseas. Yes. And this is where the trend comes from. I believe, I forget if it's a, it could be a 9, 11, or 13 game sample size or season long sample size. I know it's an odd number if I remember correctly. But something along the lines of 11 and 2 to the under in recent memory for teams that have gone and played overseas and, or, you know, done their training camp overseas and then come back. So that's one trend to keep an eye on. I also just think last year's championship run took a lot out of this team, and I expect them to coast a little bit in the regular season. That's kind of where I'm at right now 
on the Golden State Warriors. I think that they're going to be a good team. I think when they when it comes to postseason time, I think that they'll be you know right where they want to be in regards to the level of play and and the flow and hopefully the health as well. But I can see them taking some games off, for lack of a better phrase, in the regular season. So I'll go under. They won a title. Exactly. They don't need to prove anything. Exactly. They could be a. It's four about staying seed, healthy. A five seed. Whoever the hell cares? Like they could absolutely win fifty two games, like I have them projected to do. It's just one fewer game than they one had last year. One fewer game, exactly. And, and I just think something's going to happen along the way. Yeah. Like it's hard a, to do it two or, years or in a row. Or maybe it happens yesterday when they literally punched each other. So yeah. that's, that's cool. Um, Houston, mm. 23 and a half is mm. their line. That is so low. But they won 20 games last year. That is a tough one. I have them at the over because I just see them kind of pushing forward and getting Yeah. Better. It's one of those low numbers, too. I mean, they've got some talent, right? Jalen Green, everybody's all excited about. <laughs> Kenyon Martin Jr. still, if I remember correctly, too. Uh, you know, there's some other, there's some names. Kevin Porter Jr. You know, there's some guys out there that I that I wonder about a little bit. Um, I guess I'll go over here, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those where the, where the number is so low, yeah. you might as well take a chance. It's not like a strong play. It's more of a lean. And that's the thing. If I come out here and say I like it or I, you know, strong play, you'll know. You could probably tell when I'm more so leaning on some of these. This sure. would be a lean. Yeah, I'm same for me. Like, this is if, – if they faltered and really struggled this next year, nobody would be surprised. It's just how much are they going to struggle is really the question. Yeah. Let's, let's go to – the Clippers. Mm. This is one where everybody's super pumped about the Clippers. And myself included. I mean, they're going to be good. I don't know how good they are going to how how good they're going to be fully, but fifty two and a half is the number. I have them projected at fifty four, so yeah. I would go over. But given the health history of Kawhi and Paul George, even when they are healthy, they take a lot of rests. This is definitely a team where you have to be betting on their depth, but they have. Great depth, that's for sure. This is one of those teams that, unfortunately, it can come down to whether or not they utilize load management and how often they utilize it, which is kind of frustrating because I think this is the one team that can give the Nuggets the biggest run for their money in the Western Conference. I really do. I think they're deep at every single, you know, 1 through 15, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, I, I just think Kawhi Leonard, you know, kind of forgotten about a little bit after he took the entire year year off last year. I think, you know, uh, Paul George, I think, is going to improve here as well. I'd go over. I think 52 is a good. I could see them landing on 52, but I think there's a better chance if these guys play consistently that they go over 52 as opposed to under. It's a good line. It's, yeah, it's it definitely is. one of those. They know what they're doing out there, man. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody in with the Clippers will be super disappointed if they won 51 or 52 games. So right. I can understand if they got to that point, they just rest people. Get everybody ready for the playoffs. That'll be fine. But yep. either way, let's talk about the Lakers now. All the way across the hall in Lakerland, they have a number that's 44 and a half. They won 33 games last year. Everybody seems to think that they're they're going to at least bounce back a little bit. How much they're going to bounce back remains to be seen. But this is a this is an easy one for me. Easy under. I love it. I'm happy we're on the same page here. I, I it's just look, man. LeBron's LeBron. He's still great. I can't bank on Anthony Davis staying healthy. God knows what Russell Westbrook is at this point. The coach is, you know, new to all this. It's a circus act in L.A. It's nothing more than a circus act, a bona fide circus act. Uh, yeah, I'm going under here as well. I mean, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, you know, they have a chance, but I'm not betting on that. How could you? Like, on, honestly, at seen this enough. Point, like, he, he was talking about, oh, man, I'm going to take over as the first option. I'm, I want to be healthy. I want to play every game. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, my friend. Um, but I do think that they they have a built-in Lakers fan tax 
that is always going to be there where you're so close to Vegas, you can always pop down there and and go to any sports book that you want to, pretty quick flight. And lots of people do that, and there's a reason why their lines are always so high and why they always go under. I would definitely bet the under. This is feels pretty easy to me. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Let's go to Memphis. This is another play mm. for me, and I'll also go under. Their line is really? 50 and a half. They won a absurd number of games last year at 56. They were so good, and their bench was so good. They won a whole bunch of games when Jaw wasn't playing. Jaw may or may not play just as many games this next year, but if he plays more, you yeah. would expect them to be it close to this number. But the entire West is better. I think that people are going to figure out the Grizz just a little bit. Me too. And also they don't have Jaron Jackson at the beginning of the season. So we're going to see what it looks like. But I have to imagine that if I were the Grizzlies, I'd be okay with stepping back just a little bit because yep. just it, it's kind of like what the Nuggets had to deal with when they won 2018-19. They won 54 games for the second seed. They didn't win 54 games the next year, but they were a better team. Right. No, exactly. And that's why I look at it as well, as I just think that, you know, they caught lighting in a bottle a little bit last year, which is fine. But I do expect them not to take a step back. I mean, like, maybe step back in the sense of the wins and losses, but I think they'll be as good, um, you know, in, in in a game-to-game scenario as the season goes along. So I would lead towards the under here as well. I just don't think they'll play as hard night in night, and I think they'll value their rest a little bit more. Teams figure it out, and it's yeah. not a it's not a big deal. Like everybody has to go through that, and they will have to take their lumps. Where teams sort of figure what, out what they do, and they're gonna have to figure it out. They they miss a couple of guys that were in their rotation last year in Kyle Anderson and DeAnthony Melton. So I, I think those guys are important, and they're they're not just gonna replace those guys immediately with with rookies. That's kind of their plan, but it's not gonna happen. Yeah, no. So I agree. I, I don't know. They're a fun team, but I like the under here. Let's go to Minnesota. Mm. 49 and a half is there over under. That's an interesting one. Last year they won 46. They added Rudy Gobert. Feels like this could be a good spot for them to go over. What do you think? Feels like a good spot. Will they, though? I'm not so sure. You know, anytime you add a, a guy like Rudy Gobert to your team, I expect there to be some growing pains. Also, what was this medical situation Carl Anthony Towns was dealing with? Did you keep up on that? Yeah, he he got sick, and I, I think he had COVID, and maybe, maybe not COVID. It, it was he he definitely got sick, and he lost a whole bunch of weight. He was listed at two forty seven, dropped to two thirty one. And so I'm like, not I'm not trying to use his medical stuff against him, but like if he, it, are we sure he's going to be a hundred percent? Now, to be fair. He is going to play a lot of power forward now this year, so maybe less weight is actually going to be helpful for him. That's a good point. But, I mean, it, you're still going to be a little bit weaker coming off of that sickness, so uh, I, I can firmly understand that. Um, I think that they're really, really good, but I don't like the rest of their team outside of their top four, five, six Yeah, years. I think I'll go another one of those numbers where I probably have them between the 47 and the 51 range, like right around there. I think they're a low 50s win team at their peak. I'll go over. You know, I, I, I think more so for me, it's because I, I, I like I said, with the Carl Anthony, it's a lean. I could see it going either way. If you're a believer that Carl Anthony Towns maybe take some time to get going, if you think Gobert takes some time to mesh with the rest of the team, maybe you like the under there because it takes some time to kind of get that going. But for whatever reason, I just feel like Minnesota is going to be a thorn in the Nuggets side in the Western Conference this year. And if I think Denver is going to be a pretty damn good team, that means Minnesota is going to be a pretty damn good team. Uh, you know, adding a guy like Rudy Gobert, I think it's a lot easier to add a guy like him next to a Carl Anthony Towns than trying to insert a guard, right? Someone who's going to run your team. You can rely on him for the defensive anchor. Uh, I'll play the over here. Slight lean. Would not be surprised if it went under, though. 
Hundred percent. No, I think I think this is a this is a stay away for me. Yeah, exactly. It could go either way. Uh, New Orleans is an interesting one, though. This is one where I was really, really thinking, okay, we're going to go over hard because the line is only forty five and a half. And last year, it's kind of a throwaway season because sure they only won thirty six games, but they really were good at the end of that year after trading for CJ McCollum. Herb Jones is going to be a year better, and they get back Zion Williamson. I don't know if you saw some of the uh, media day photos. Oh, I saw. I saw. Oh, my gosh. That dude looks amazing. And so it's going to take some growing pains, though, but I think that they are an over for sure. What was I saying about seeing before believing? Don't remember that because (laughs) I kind of lean with you on this one. If there were, and I just, I will kick myself if they go under because this is me buying in completely to the Zion Williamson hype. I'll lean with you. I'll go over, but I'm a little hesitant to do it. But it's a head versus heart situation here. I just think Zion. He's gonna. He's got to be that guy. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, he looked like it all throughout high school. Parts of his time with Duke. I mean, you know, you got McCollum next to him. You know, they're an interesting team. I'll go with the over here right now with the New Orleans Pelicans. I'll side with you, my friend. Let's go to Oklahoma City now. This is one where it was really sad to see Chet Holmgren go down. Yeah, it sucks. That's tough. Uh, I'm sure Sam Presti isn't all that stressed about it, though, because he just saw Victor Wembanyama, and he's like, okay, well, I could get a better Chet Holmgren if I also lose this year. So we're going to sit down Shea. We're going to sit down Dort. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit down. We're going to trade away Derek Favors, who's the only like capable veteran that we've had. I think this is an under. I would go with 21 wins here as because their over-under is 23 and a half. Yeah. But, like, I could see them going over. They're a competent team. Like I, I, I think of them as a really competent bad team, but like they always find ways to lose. I agree. Uh, that's where I kind of lean on this front as well. Is I just think that at the end of the day, losing Chet takes the wind out of their sails, and I just can't get behind a team with that much wind taken out of their sails. Like it's just one of those situations where it just feels like everything you were looking forward to this season has kind of been thrown out the window. So I'll go under. Let's go to Phoenix now. 53 and a half is their total. I have them at 51 wins, so I'm going under on this one. I do think that their situation is really tough just because, look, the ownership situation is not something yes, that they could is. deal with. But they could have dealt better with the on, with the uh, DeAndre Ayton situation, 100%. And they just they have not managed that well. Jay Crowder's wanting to get a trade. Like, that doesn't – it just seems like nothing's going well there right now. Yeah, I made a bet with a buddy of mine that Denver would win more regular season games in Phoenix, so I feel obligated to go under here. Um, so I will go under. I just uh, Phoenix. I they, they do, man. Like I mean, something the chair's gonna fall out from underneath them at some point or another. All right, now let's move to Portland. Let's move to the Portland Trailblazers as they're trying to have their own little renaissance Lee. after uh, a really sour year last year. Thirty nine flat is their over under. Last year they won. Far fewer games. I'm not even sure if it's even like necessary. So it's 27 is the, the number of games that they won last year. Damian Lillard obviously out for long stretches, and at the end of that season, they were actively trying to lose games. Yeah. It was horrible to watch them. So maybe they bounce back a little bit. Trade for Jeremy Grant, add Josh Hart into the mix. Uh, they they had him at the end of last year, but really going to use him in earnest. Yep. Uh, we'll see. What, uh, they added Gary Payton the second as well from yep. the Golden State Warriors. So. They've got a, a better mix here. Do you think it's enough to crack 39? No. <laughs> I, 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 and I love me some Chauncey Billups, don't get me wrong, but uh, no. 
in a, in a nutshell. I don't know what else I could really say on that sense. Like, I love Damian Lillard, but what are we supposed to do? Yeah, it's tough. Like, their, their backup center is either Trendon Watford or I think it's going to be Devin Eubanks. Oy. Uh, not exactly are, uh, are, the cream of the crop. Might, might not be. I, I don't know. It's Eubanks is his last name. I can't even remember if that's his first name. But my gosh, like they they do not have a lot of depth. They have to have their stars stay healthy, and there's going to be a lot on Damian Lillard's shoulders. I'm just not sure if he can handle that anymore. So I would probably go under for sure. Uh, this actually, I might I might make this into a play. I was trying to like when I was playing stuff, I was trying to make it so hey, if, if my my actual projected wins was so far different from what the other ones were than it might be. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's probably a play, but this one might actually be a play because I just do not see a way that they get forty wins. That's a that's a really tough number to crack. I agree with you, man. Let's move to Sacramento. The Kings. Uh, shout out to Dem Kings. Thirty and fifty two was their record last year. Thirty four and a half is their over under. Vegas is expecting them to at least or there's a, there's a possibility that they progress a little bit. They drafted Keegan Murray in the draft. They really like him. They get a full season out of De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. A lot of people think that De'Aaron Fox could have a little bit of a bounce back year. Yep. We'll see if he actually can. Uh, but I think that this is an over. I personally do. I would bet on the Kings being better than the Portland Trailblazers. I think I agree with that, honestly. I, I think the Kings are one of those teams where people have just been so down on them for so long that naturally it feels like the easy thing to do is play the under, whereas I think they, they not that they have much stability, but I, I think you know entering this season, I, it's, a, it's a low number, too. I, I feel fine leaning towards the over. Yeah, like De'Aaron Fox is good. Harrison Barnes is good. Uh, they have DeMontis Sabonis, obviously. Keegan Murray is going to be a good rookie. They added Malik Monk. They have Davion Mitchell, who they drafted last year. They've got some good pieces. Rashawn Holmes is good. Uh, I could definitely see them. Oh, and they they added Kevin Herter as well. So, like, they, they, they added some talent to their group. Like, I could definitely see them going over on this total. Now San Antonio, oh, yeah. they are, they are going to try their damnedest to not go over. This is a team that I bet is going to have the worst record in the NBA. 22 and a half is their line. I have them projected at 20 wins. Man, as you can tell, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'll probably go. Oh, I like don't want to bet an under on a Greg Popovich led team, but I don't really know how else you could lean here. I mean, it's just such a low number. Like we talked about, who was it? Houston? One of the other teams yeah. we had talked about, right? Where they're going to back themselves into a couple of wins, and Popovich can probably coach himself to a couple of wins, but I don't know, man. There, There's nobody on that team. It's tough. I'll eat under. And we've got Utah to wrap things Oy. up. Obviously. That's yeah, for last, not, huh? Yeah, not a not a great way to wrap things up, to be honest. Uh, they are at 24 and a half after winning 49 games last year. Imagine cutting your win total in half. That's got to be horrible. Um, and they, they literally did with this over-under. I think that's fascinating. But it's also so low that this might be one where, because they've got some good veterans on the team, they traded for Colin Sexton, uh, Larry Markinen. They already. They still have Mike Conley. They did trade Boyan Bogdanovich along with Gobert and Mitchell, but they've still got some other guys that they got back in those deals, like a, uh, like a Malik Beasley, right? Like oh, Col- okay. Colin Sexton. They have Jared Vanderbilt. Like they have some good players still on that team. The question is, can that get over twenty four and a half? I have them at twenty five, so I say yes, but I don't know. Yeah, I I think. A Danny Ainge controlled team with him running the front office, I think, is always going to figure out a way to 
put something together. I like Colin Sexton, man. And I think you're going to let him be the guy now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now right. that they have a tremendous amount of legitimate talent around it, but you got some upside players on that roster. Another low number, if there's a team that I like to hit their over of, like, the, the teams that are on the bottom of the barrel with the over-under predictions, it's probably Utah, honestly. I think they're going to be a fun, fun team. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, like... You've a got, fun, bad team, You've I got say. good scorers on that team, for sure. Like, like Sexton can put up points in bunches. Clarkson can put up points in bunches. Uh, you have Markinen was killing uh, Euro Cup. That was that was very interesting. Um, I would still probably I, I, it's it's going to be close because they're probably going to trade some of these guys too. So let's go with twenty five on them. I'm going to go slight over. Love it. Um, to wrap this thing up, I'm I'm going to kind of rehash my best bets. Uh, I've got the L.A. Lakers under forty four and a half, Washington Wizards under thirty five and a half. Charlotte Hornets under 35 and a half. Miami Heat under 49.5. Denver over 52. That's a toughie because it's just so high and it's a flat number. So I just don't know if that's like, that's the best, like that's definitely not the best number that you could do, but I just believe in it. Uh, Memphis under 50 and a half. Toronto over 47. And then I think I'm going to add, what was the one that we're like, yeah, this definitely makes sense. Um, Gosh. I think Portland under 39. Yeah, I like, that's way too big of a number for them. I'm surprised it's that big. I think that makes sense. Like, could they win 39 games? Yes. It's tough, though. Like, they're not going to be able to defend a chair. That's going to be a tough one for me. So those are my best bets, people. Uh, Anil, do you have any other ones that really stood out to you? No, I I, I love the Nuggets. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the over there. I think if they hit on all cylinders, like we know they can at times, I, I think I like that play a lot. I, I'll agree with you. I like the Portland under. I think you know the one that we just talked about too. I think that's a that's a fun play. Um, you know, those are kind of the two that kind of jumped out to me. Obviously, I want the Lakers to go under. We'll see if they do or not. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I mean, here we are with the betting stuff. Uh, selfish plug. If you want to follow me on social media at Media by AP, I do all the betting content uh, frequently. I'm obviously very focused on football right now, but I'll have some basketball, hockey, baseball, all that kind of stuff when it's applicable. So, uh, looking forward to it. But thanks for having me on, my man. Absolutely. And shout out to our friends at Superbook Sports. Yep. They they gave us some good numbers here. This should be like these are tough numbers for sure. Uh, we'll we'll see if we could get some good odds boost for people at some point. That would be very cool. But for now, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook. Thank you to Anilo for hopping yes, on with me. Really enjoyed this podcast. Really enjoyed this episode. Uh, this will probably go up. We we may separate these two, so it should be should be fun. We'll we'll just have to we'll have to figure that out in the post. But for now, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys very soon.